You're listening to Soul School with Laura Coe and Kevin Kaiser. On this show, we dive into life's biggest questions. Who are we? What are we here to do? And how can we fearlessly live as our truest, deepest selves? Soul School is the spiritual education you never received. So if you're ready, join us as we explore together. Soul School is in session. Ladies and gentlemen, have we got a show for you this week. Um, I'm here with my friend, Laura. Laura, what's up? What's up, Kevin? How are you doing? Oh, oh, I'm good. I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, And we're just going to dive right in. Laura gave me a taste of it before we hit record. And here it is. This is going to be controversial. There is no such thing as free will. And go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, dude, I'm going to just go and we're going to get into it and we'll have a like a nice long conversation. But um, here's the thing, right? It's a very controversial topic. I started studying it in, in, in graduate school when I was in philosophy graduate school. It's like, you know, people are obsessed. Is is the world predetermined? Do we have free will? Is there something in between? What does it all mean, right? And I remember in my my twenties, early twenties, when I was in grad school, thinking that's very confusing. I don't know that I get it. I don't know that I even care on some level, right? Um, so, anyways, now fast forward fifty two, been at this stuff for a long time, and I'm in this Akashic record stuff, right? And so. <laughs> The Akashic Record, again, just perspective to help frame this discussion is we have a soul plan. We decide what we want to do, who we want to do it with before we come here. And then we embody and we have this quote unquote free will. We have choice, right? And I say that to people before they do readings with me. The future is not determined. So I'm going to give you the highest probability towards an outcome, but you know, we all have choice. Okay, fine. So I don't know. I didn't think that hard about it. Okay. But I learned this like truly through my own experience and with my twin flame, like this is messed up. Like this whole idea is not really free will in the end, in my opinion. So I'm going to, I'm going to share a story to help illuminate. Okay. Lay it out. (laughs) All right. So this has to do with this twin flame, right? So just again, quickly, these are terms that are based in the Akashic realm. I don't care if you believe them or not. You can reframe it in any way you want. This is just how I frame things these days. But um, a twin flame goes back to Plato's symposium. It's the idea that we have one soul that's our energetic other half. Sometimes we meet them in lives. Sometimes we don't. And they're fraught with friction because they mirror. It's your mirror soul. So it mirrors back the most unhealed parts of you. So just imagine, you know, for anybody who's been in a relationship, the moment that the person you're with triggers you in a way that you're like combustively upset, Yeah, yeah. this person has the ability to do that to me and I to her at a frequency that's just not sustainable. So twin flames break up and come back together. And the whole idea is that you are then forced into this healing because you can't avoid the discomfort. And the love is really strong. You want to come back together. So anyways, that's all to say, here we were 
we had another massive meltdown breakup like one of the most if i look at our story it was the it was the crescendo moment of breakup <laughs> so we were not in a good place and i was like i'm done done okay so here i am and and later when we spoke cuz we we just didn't communicate for a few months it was terrible um she had the same experience she was like done asserting that free will right so from the what is planned in my life perspective we made the soul contracts we wanted to do something together this relationship seemed like the akashic realm and then just my life it felt like there's this pull together my intuition would also highly suggest to me that this is something that's meaningful but the fighting was just a no go. So there was this moment like I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, right? So we break up and I'm trying to like move on. But I get strep throat and then I get it again. And then dude, I'm not a depressed person. Like thank God, I can run a little anxious sometimes, but I don't really suffer with intermittent depression. I was so down. I mean, so down. I was like Oh, like my, I just felt terrible. Got to a place where one day it was like an eat, pray, love moment. I was just like, fuck, fucking spirituality, my job. I don't care anymore. I don't want it. And I am not, for everybody listening, I'm not melodramatic. I'm just not one of these like cryy, screamy types of people, right? Like I can get frustrated or angry, but I definitely don't have eat, pray, love, pathetic, like sobbing moments, you know, like she had. I don't relate to that, but I was having that. I mean, I was screaming around my house. I was crying and yelling at the same time. (laughs) Like I was a hot mess. Okay. So here I am asserting what is true to me and I want for my life. So I think. Go to this Akashic record reading that day. I was like, I have a client and I've got to pull it together. I've just got to pull it together. So I sit down and I suck up the ability to like compose myself and I think, okay, last reading of my life and I'm done. Like, and I didn't say it to be dramatic. I really felt like if this is what it takes to be in spirituality, I don't want it. I actually don't want it. So... And this, you know, you guys have to understand there's been several years of us back and forth and a lot had been asked of me to kind of step into more of myself through this relationship. And I was growing at a clip that was exhausting and not sustainable. So just to, to give some context to Kevin knows, but a couple years of my life where I'm like, I'm growing and I'm evolving, but it's at this sort of breakdown, breakthrough pace that I'm not, I'm not okay with. So I was like, I want to be done with this free will. So this lady comes in and I'm doing a reading. I don't know this, but she's a medium. And she's like, you know, you have a spirit there. And I'm thinking, I don't care. Did you not hear me, universe? I'm done. So I was like trying to be polite. I'm like, thank you very much, but no, thank you. So um, she was very persistent afterwards. She was like, hey, your reading was so helpful. Let me bring through this spirit. You know, I was like, oh my God, I'm done. So here I am saying I'm done. And this woman steps into my life that day, 
not only steps into my life, but she's a medium who's claiming there's some kind of spiritual message for me. I'm like, for God's sakes. So my free will is already falling apart. A, I'm depressed. B, I've got strep throat twice. C, this like mystical experience steps in. So I'm like, fine, what do you have to say? I'm just being nice in my mind to her. I have one really deep spiritual connection and it's my grandmother who passed when I was 10. And I never really like thought about spirituality most of my life, but I always felt her presence. It was something I couldn't really get away from. And I ran this little experiment when I was like 24 because I'd hear her in my head and I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm cracking up. There's no grandma here. And so it was raining on Friday on a busy street in Chicago. There's no parking. I had groceries and I was like, fine, if you're there, just get me a parking space. And I look and there's a spot right in front of my condo. And I was like, and I went, if you're really there, then I'll never question again. And I was like, oh no. And so it became like a joke. My grandma gets me parking spaces. I taught my son and my brother's kids, call on grandma Lillian for parking spaces. It always starts with parking spaces. (laughs) So I'm like, you know, this is the one connection. And so she says, your grandmother Lillian's here. And I'm like, of course. I was like, what does she want to say? And she said, she'd like to have a meeting with Jackie. And I was like, oh my God, right? Oh my God. So here I am in my breakdown. I'm done with this. Here comes the one spiritual connection that's like most profound to me. And she'd like me to engage my twin flame who I'm not speaking to. I mean, is this is this like any form of reality, right? So I guess I could have just said no in that moment. And this is me getting to the the idea of free will. So just bear with me for a moment. But I was like, fine, go ahead. And I let Jackie connect with the medium who instantly brought through things about Jackie that were unbelievable truths. Like Jackie has a tattoo on her back and this woman knew about it in the first 10 seconds. So the the thing that came to us was, what does it mean to assert your free will? Because simultaneously, Jackie's life got really, really challenging. Like she's trying to move and the movers don't show up and the boxes are in the wrong place. And the, the like everything in her life is just fucking going wrong, right? And I'm having this experience. So we started talking about what it means to have free will. And when I go in the Akashic realm, right, you can't ask the question, what is the right path or the wrong path? Or should I break up with my husband or should I not break up with my husband? You can just say, for my highest good, what does breaking up look like versus not? Or what does this path look like versus not? And what they show you is one looks heavier and harder and one looks lighter and easier. They're always like, you can do whatever you want. Free will. Right? And so what <laughs> what I've come to realize, Kevin, through my own experience and from all these readings is that yes, yes, we have free will. Okay. But it's kind of like this. You set up a soul plan. You come here on a soul level. You are a spirit having a physical human experience, right? You are not a human having a spiritual experience. It's the other way around. And so you come here, you embody, and then You're like a mouse in a maze is the only way I can think about it. So you know how you put a mouse in a little maze and it's got all the little, the little door, the little uh, walls. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so life is like, you're this mouth in a maze where you're being taunted with little pieces of cheese or scared by big cats <laughs> to basically move through this inevitable maze that you set up that you want and your guides are basically, the universe is basically conspiring to help you get to the outcome you wanted. And so can you have free will? Yes. What does it feel like? The mouse that gets no cheese, that's confronted by walls and like cats that are going to eat them, right? And so as I assert my free will in the direction that's not actually authentic and true and what is for my highest good on a soul level, my life got increasingly more stressful and difficult and depressing. And then mystical, these things start showing up, right? And I think had I said no to the medium, I would have probably struggled more, right? And so I, I I put it together one day and I'm like, oh my God, this is what the Akashic realm keeps showing me. Like, yeah, of course you can stay with your husband. It feels pretty heavy, but if you want to do that, go ahead. And so they don't tell you what to do because there's no getting it wrong and there's lessons in both paths. And we have multiple lives to get these lessons accomplished and you wanted it. So they're not going to shame you out of it. There's no shame on the other side. But oh my God, you know, what does that say about free will? If I assert myself, my life falls apart, gets heavy, feels, you know, like sometimes in life you're like, why is everything just not working? I tried to get this job. I tried this. I tried this. And like, it, it feels like nothing's going your way. And then there's other phases where it's like wind at my back, right? Yeah. 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 So, so that's my view now of free will. It's like kind of like the mouse. I mean, it can run around. Um, but ultimately, like when it's hitting like the wall and being scared by the cat, it's probably going to move its way, even though it takes the longest route ever, or it can freak out and freeze when it sees the scary cat, right? Like, and by that, I mean, right? Like when life is like really stressful, um, or you get like, you hit a wall and you just sort of sit there sometimes, but I I don't know how much really free will there is if you want your life to feel good at all. Wow, that's a big statement, you know, because we want to be we want to be in such control. Um, I mean, I thought I've thought a lot about this, and um, you know, so many of our responses are conditioned. I mean, they really are just a product of when, where, and to whom we were born. You know, like I grew up in the Midwest. I didn't grow up eating kimchi. You know, I kind of like kimchi now, but you know, it's like, it's like you have this set of, of choices, set of options, you know, it's like, you know, grilled cheese and, you know, you just don't even think about the other options that are available because you're so conditioned, like your tastes, you know, your palate like your preferences in life are all really conditioned, which automatically that right there begins to narrow your set of choices in life. Right. So, so like free will on that front is just kind of a mirage. Um, you know, so, but I can imagine somebody still, you know, listening to this saying, well, no, I can still do whatever I want today. Like, I can still choose like how I think and what I do. So what do you say to somebody who, who says that? They're like, like I'm choosing to listen to this right now. Mm -hmm. It's you do have choice. It's just 
<laughs> okay, so what do I really what do I really think? I mean, of course we have choice. Of course. It's just like when what do you when you're picking against what is true for your highest good truly, yeah. That choice can lead to this inevitably very challenged life experience. And what I really come to understand, Kevin, is that when you're truly in flow, when you're truly in the surrender um, flow state, you are choosing, okay? But you're choosing from this deeply authentic place, which doesn't mean it's always the easiest choice or the most obvious choice, but I am sitting in every moment and I am in surrender to what is actually happening. Mm -hmm. And then I am authentically saying yes and no to it all day long, right? Like there's, we have these ideas of choice, like, should I take this job? But it's like, there's a billion choices that come before that in a day of, you know, even considering that world, that uh, area of the world to to consider that job, even to think about whether, right? Like there's so many factors that go in before you say yes or no to the big ticket items. And so if you start to just try to live in the present moment and perfect the present awareness of choice in front of you, um, it's an, it's really an incredible opportunity to be in flow, to listen to yourself, and then follow what is uplifting all the time. Hmm. It ultimately typically leads to not just what you think you need, but way more exciting and way more magical than that. Yeah. It's when we have these egoically um, organized ideas of how life should be because, you know, say my twin flame, like we've been at this for a long time. This shouldn't be this way. It shouldn't be hard. We shouldn't be struggling. Like we love each other. So why are we like this? And you start judging and judging and judging and judging until you make decisions where you think you're going to stop or control or fix or solve or whatever, resist the realities of what's unfolding. And it, that is where the egoic free will choices lead you to those heavier lives. There is choice from a divine space where I am like truly in presence, allowing life to happen, surrendering to it and energetically flowing with whatever's showing up, which I'm sure there's people out there who are like, oh, come on. But it's not that I'm not utilizing my brain, right? And by the way, this took me years of struggle to get here. I'm still using my mind. I'm still navigating the world through my intellect. I'm not going to just walk off a cliff or something or do something ridiculous, right? It's it's truth. And then I use my mind to go get that done. And so the truth is I may really want to go for a walk in this moment. Oh my God. And then I the truth is when I step outside, it's cold. <laughs> and then the truth is I don't want to go for a walk anymore. <laughs> and then the truth is I go home. So you can be in truth that is using the facilities of your mind and the realities of life, it's just constantly ebbing and flowing and moving. And you're open to being surprised in all moments and yeah. and not gripping, right? Making yeah. it happen. So that's, that is the choice. And I think it's the only choice truly we have, yeah. and it's beautiful. And there, there's a lot of it, right? There's thousands yeah. of things per day. Um, but yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, one of the things I've always loved is in Taoism, where in the Tao Te Ching, they, um, Lao Tzu talks about uh, 
how to the master, the master does nothing, but yet nothing is ever left undone. Like she or he is just constantly in this. They're not fighting life. They're in total cooperation with reality. Like they're in alignment to it. And for me, that's always felt like the right, the right way of looking at it is, is simply alignment. And the image I get is like, if you've ever had, ever had a bolt and a nut where the threads weren't quite aligned, you know, and you can like crank that sucker on, like you can force it on, um, but you'll never get it off or it'll be a pain in the ass to get it off. Right. So it's not in alignment. And <laughs> right. And so being in alignment is just like, you know, effortlessly the threads fit, everything fits and locks together. But it's, you know, like you said, it really is in the moment because it, nobody has control over their circumstances, what's happening to them, for them, e even your own thoughts, your thoughts and feelings. I mean, I'm, you know, 47 and, I, and I've just, I'm beginning to wake up and like feeling aches in my body in places that never had aches before. <laughs> right. And so my, my set of options like begins to narrow a little bit, you know, and somebody could say, well, you still have free will. It's like, yeah, I do. But, but my options are a little bit narrower, you know, because life, because of what life is bringing me and, you know, and then I can in the moment just be myself, you know, that's right, Kevin. It's like, what is what do I really think free will is? It's like microscopic yeses and nos as they appear. I mean, listen, you and I got on this podcast. How are we here? Well, we agreed to meet at a certain time. And then we both show up. So it doesn't mean that I'm not future planning. It just means that the reality is if I showed up and you weren't here and this software program didn't work, or something, right? Like it's what it is. And then what? And then what? And then what? And then what? So it's okay to project a fantasy out to the future. It's okay to organize my life around concepts and frameworks and things to make life works. It, it, it's, it's, it's essential. But then as things happen, the reality of life is happening now so then what are you doing as you're presented by the reality versus this, you know, conditioned idea? So say you and I planned to, to meet and we got here and this actually has happened where one of us felt a little down or the other one felt a little sick. And it's like, what do we do? Do we still want to do this? And it's okay to say no, but these conditioned ideas, like we shouldn't and we're here and what's Kevin going to think? And maybe he won't want to be my friend. And what if we're behind in the podcast? And oh my God. you know. And it's like, we do all this stuff and that's asserting like our egoic free will, our mind over the realities of life. And it's not truth, right? It's not truth. Because the truth is sometimes you're not well and you're just better served to not be here and you can just drop all that, right? Um, so when it builds, right? And you get to these <laughs> eat, pray, love moments and it's like, oh no, 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 no. My life, this is not what I want, but it's not coming from a truthful place. Like sometimes we get to these, like when you're in a no and it's truthful, it's calm, it's quiet. It's like still, right? When it's coming from ego, it's like, rah, like you just, <laughs> oh, yeah. temper tantrums, right? Yeah. You know, so th this touches on something that 
I mean, I struggled with a few years ago. I, I heard this guy say, um, look, the, the, the best way, the highest way to live your life is to love and then just do what you will. Like follow your desires, follow the energy That's of right. your desires, because that is pointing toward mag magnetic north for That's your right. life. Right. That's it. That's and, it. And so, but I heard that and I was like, so does that mean that, you know, no matter what I want, I should go do it. And, you know, it just felt like very like hedonistic mm. is like, just follow your desires. And that's what, that's what your will is. It's your desires. And, and then when I started trying it, I found, I found truth in it that, oh, wow, that's true because I'm never not doing that. I'm always doing what I want. Right. It's just what I want is often just the default mode of my conditioning. Kevin, here's the here's the like slippery part. Okay, now I got lost in this for years of my life, but the distinction between pleasure and what I want, right? Yes. And so when you get straight, like I'm chasing pleasure because I'm actually so fundamentally unhappy because I'm never actually doing what I want. So now I have to like grasp onto every moment that's like a cocktail and a vacation and a party and a something because I'm just desperately freaking unhappy or I'm resisting a bunch of things because I'm desperately unhappy. So it's feeding the deepest parts of who we are and what we want. And when you start to feed that, right, we first you have to know it, you have to let go and figure out who you are. And then what, what brings you alive? What is it that you wake up to that feels exciting? You know, I look at my days and my weeks and I'm like, oh my God, I just want to do everything that I'm doing. You know, like everything, I look at everything on my calendar and I'm like, that's awesome. You know, I mean, I don't love every admin task or something, but I am doing what I want to be doing. And so I don't need so many pleasure points and I can kind of handle more painful things because I'm overwhelmingly like feeding the depths of what's true. And and that's where I think people lose. I lost um, years of my life because it's it's um, it's hard to get off the grasping pleasure, chasing, uh, sorry, resisting pain cycle if you don't know how to authentically ask, what do I love and not feel guilty about just being that? or feel like it's not good enough, right? Like I'm a philosopher at heart and I got teased for that. It's like, oh, does the tree fall in the forest? Rah, rah, rah. And it's like, it didn't feel like a real job. It didn't feel like a real thing. Like people made me feel like it was like I, what I heard consistently since I was 18 and decided to study it in college was, what are you going to do with that? What are you gonna do with that? What do you what what right? It's just these looks and these faces. Like what what are you talking about? You know oh, who studies philosophy, and so that gets embodied, and you start to question what brings you alive. I'm gay, right? Like oh my god, the amount of negativity about what that might mean about who I am and whether that's true for me. I used to have to field a question at least a few times a week of how did I know? And are you sure you are? And what are you talking about? You dated men for a while. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. And so when you don't feel you have a right to be yourself without some shame or people acting as if there's um, something inherently broken, 
um, it gets hard. It gets really hard. So then you, you, you skip it. You, you move into things that please other people and look good and, you know. Yeah. And that never ends well either. Cause you no. only, you only end up, um, um, live in somebody else's idea of what they think your life should be. And it just never works. No. You know? We have no. an entire society built on that. Yes. Society, relationships, the cultural norms. And then people are guilty because they're like, what's wrong with me that I'm not finding the happiness within myself, right? And so then you have these freak out moments like I had, which is like the midlife crisis, right? Um, which people can have many times <laughs> um, in a day, in a week, or just an absolute you know, breakdown in their life. And sometimes the breakdown breakthrough can be beautiful and yeah. not a crisis. I like to say midlife awakening. Um, but sometimes it's a crisis of consciousness because you, 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 you've been told your whole life what it means to be happy is to do a set of things. And so, so I don't know, this, this free will idea, right? It, it's really, to me, so much more slippery and elusive than what we think it's kind of this to, to me, the way I understood it was this gross, like I'm making a choice. I control my life. I control my destiny. I'm the one who knows. And it's like, okay, we'll just slow down in that. Right. Cause it's like, you don't know what you really want in your whole life because I don't think, you know, we really understand the depths of what it is that's true on a soul level for us to, to desire over a whole lifetime. And what drives that internal joy is elusive and changing as we grow and evolve, right? And culture is not organized to help us navigate those wild waters, to feel safe in them. We don't celebrate each other for it, um, right? Uh, we celebrate each other for more financial successes, what have you. So, so I think the free will thing is truly um, saying yes and no to what is stirring your soul towards its own destiny um, when you're using it in its truest form, right? Yes and no, yes and no, yes and no. For me, that's a no. For me, that's a yes. All day, throughout your days, right? And it's not, it's not the ego. It's not necessary. Yeah. And two, so two questions have been most helpful for me in this process. I mean, one is what do I want? And that's what you're talking about. It's like on a soul level, a deeper, like a deeper level. But the second question helps shine the light on that. And that is, why do I want this? Why mm -hmm. do I want what I want? And, you know, I began to see that, okay, a lot of things I used to want because that's what I was told to want. You know, this is what success is, et cetera. But then when I really started looking at, oh, well, this just brings me joy or this is a great challenge that I want to give myself. And you really begin to investigate why you want what you want. You, you really will begin to see like how conditioned you are and you can pick through it, tease it apart and decide, like really begin to decide what is in alignment with your, your deepest self, right? Your true nature. And that's where freedom is. Yeah. And, and it's disturbing because oh, yeah. as you live in these little micro free will choices, right? 
aligned to your deepest self, you got to trust. You got to trust, right? You got to trust in yourself, in that knowing of who you are and what you want. And that knowing who you are and who, what you want is really elusive and it's like really not very tangible. Um, and you have to let the magical uh, realities of life unfold in front of you, which is something, if you had said that sentence to me five years ago, I would have vomited on the floor and been like, you right. to be kidding me. Like I am the, you know, in control of my destiny. There's no unfolding. There's no, like, what are you talking about? I make things happen and I can make things happen. I am very good at that. But, um, making things happen against the current of what is true, right? Just watch what happens, right? Your life just takes on this really heavy, there's a difference between struggle like I work a lot now and I'm tired a lot and I'm like busy a lot, but I'm not, I'm not heavy. I don't feel that, that, that it's a feeling, right? It's like a weighed down feeling. And, um, so it's not like, oh, <laughs> when you're in, you know, your flow state, you feel nothing but like giggles in the middle of a sun patch, right? <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's it's tiresome and difficult sometimes and sometimes even really troubling. Like, you know, I had somebody work for me who was terrible and I had to fire and was just a terrible person. And it was awful and it was stressful, but it's like, I don't feel that heaviness to my life as opposed to that moment right? Where I was like, I am taking control of my life and I am in, I am the master of my destiny. Like, fuck this, like this is done, you know? And it, it was like that kind of relationship to life, right? That kind of violence almost, I would say, when we try to like control it because it's so uncomfortable to us, it doesn't work, you know? It didn't work for either of us. So yeah, yeah, it it's never worked for anybody. And anybody who tells you otherwise is selling you something. Mm-hmm. Go the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I told everybody this was controversial and it still, it still is. And I imagine we'll get emails and comments and questions about it. But, um, you know, as with all of the things we talk about, go find out for yourself, you know, don't take our word for it. Put these things to the test and, um, see, see what is true. So, yeah. Laura, thanks for this, uh, deep dive into free will uh i we will probably have to do another one about this i'm all in i love it all right well we will see everybody next time until then much love and peace thank you kevin do you need to get clarity on what your higher purpose is so that you can begin fearlessly living the more authentic life you know is possible well so i invite you to join me for the finding your purpose virtual accelerator It's a 90-minute workshop that will help you quickly gain clarity on who you are and why you're here so you can experience deeper peace, joy, and freedom in your life. Simply join me at findmypurpose.net and register for this virtual workshop. That's findmypurpose.net. I hope to see you there.